Just wanted to let you know, this is one of our earlier episodes. Sound quality may not be very good, and we're still finding our feet. So stick with us. It gets better. I promise. Other Time does not offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about. So take it with a grain of salt. Hi, I'm Isaac. I'm number five of ten. This is Brother Time. Um, we're going to go around and introduce each other. We're going to introduce ourselves, starting with Aaron. Yes, I'm Aaron. I am 9 of 10. And was there anything else you wanted us to say, Isaac? Um, your favorite dessert. My favorite dessert is cheesecake. Uh, Strawberry yeah. cheesecake. Double mine. Uh, Josh? So is mine. Okay, I am Josh. I'm 8 of 10. And actually, you know what? Cherry cheesecake. I realize you said strawberry cheesecake. No, cherry cheesecake. The the one that mom used to make. Oh, man. Well, I am Adam Brown. I'm 10 of 10. And I also like cheesecake. But I don't care as much for the topping. I just really like the uh, tradition we had with the penny and nickel. Sorry, penny and dime. In it. Yeah, that was a fun tradition. I, uh, I also like cheesecake, which is weird that we... I... <laughs> Is that is that normal that we all well, like cheesecake? Yeah, I mean it's really good, so I don't know that it's that. Is, is that the only dessert mom would make for us? Birthdays? For birthdays? Is it that? Is that it? Is that why I love it so much? Yeah, probably. I, always... I think I think it's just really good. Like even just the little chunks of um, uh, what is it? The cream cheese chunks that would be in there. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of chunks, <laughs> I'd like to start with Adam. Adam, you had an interesting topic that you wanted to bring to the table. Yeah. So I was talking with our brother-in-law, Alan, this week, and he was searching for a car. And it seems like the, there's a car, there is a car shortage right now. But the car companies are making a pretty good amount of money off of it, being able to charge above MSRP while having less people in store, having less people hired. So I'm wondering, is like, is this supply chain shortage artificial, or is it, um, is it real? Good question. I think. So from the tech side, which is where I usually see issues, um, we can't order any of our security appliances. Like they're ordering a year out, literally like 300 days wow. back order on those things. So the chip shortage is probably what's affecting cars. It's affecting so many things. And so that's what I think. I, I don't think it's fake. I think it's touching so many things that it must be real unless there's just some huge conspiracy. Okay. I guess my, my other question with that is it doesn't seem like there's an incentive for it to be fixed. 
because they're making more money like this, you know? So, like, without there being an incentive to fix it, then, like, was there a solution and we just passed on it, you know? That's a good question. It's a supply and demand question, right? If, if supply is low, which it is because of the chip shortage, demand's high, so they charge more. I mean, it really sucks, but I think it's working as intended. Mm -hmm. I don't think that answers your question. I don't know if someone else wants to weigh it in. Um, I was curious if, if Aaron's seen any supply chain issues um, at work. Like, so we've had, like, cookie shortages where we don't have, like, we can only order a certain amount of cookies. And we've had shortages of uh, Wingstop couldn't order any cups, so they had to have uh, certain cups. Like, they had to go to Walmart and buy cups. But those, all those shortages were just temporary, like, for a month. Nothing long-term, like, has been in the car industry just building up. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm wondering with. I've heard it was chipped with the the vehicles, and that I've seen cars. Um, my uncle sold back his truck for what he paid for it a few years ago. Wow. Whoa. Uh, That's and crazy. then and then bought a brand new truck with that trade in. So they gave him a really good deal. I mean, that's to me, that's insane. Why would why would a car company buy back a vehicle several years later for the same price they sold? It just doesn't it doesn't make sense. But they did it. That's uh, and if chips are the issue, and is COVID related, why wasn't you? Know, just doesn't make sense unless they just shut down chip manufacturing or was this foreseen and what they did is they set it up to be beneficial for the people at the top yeah because no one no one really benefits even if you're if you have a car that you can trade in for better value you still have to pay more for the new car um, right. So there, there's no real benefits to the consumer. And the demand doesn't seem to have changed. It's, yeah, I wonder what the long-term effect would also be. Um, do you have any ideas on that, Adam? Well, I, I just see see it changing to be more of a repair idea making things last longer i'm I'm kind of hopeful that we we start looking for quality buys rather than cheap buys because cheap buys aren't worth it so i think overall my my hope from this shortage is that um we we look more into quality cars rather than just like a cheap one and yeah that's I like that take on it because I just a personal observation. I noticed the first cars to go up insanely high were easy to maintain um, brands like Toyota. Um, and they went up high really fast for used ones to insane, just inconceivable amounts. Yeah. From what I could see. 
Um, but you know, that kind of relates to Josh's topic. Um, it, it's unclear if people weren't working to, and that was part of the, uh, the supply chain crisis with COVID. Yeah, there's um, a there's a really interesting thing I, I learned about a few weeks ago, and it's been kind of in my brain. Um, it's called the anti-work movement. It started with a, a subreddit on Reddit just called anti-work. And the gist of it is unemployment for all, not just the rich. Now, I, I kind of approach this with like an extended arm. Like I'm not getting too close to this idea because... Uh, like, I still think that for most people, work is required, right? I I don't know if I would be happy if I didn't have a job. I don't know that. But the, the point of this, this movement is the idea that the people at the time are insanely rich. They don't have to work a day in their life. And they just, they have money rolling in endlessly like ridiculous amounts of money that you couldn't even fathom and then there are people that work for the company that those people own that make next to nothing not even a living wage i mean let's be real the the um what is it the the minimum wage is a joke like it's a everyone knows it's a joke you can't live yeah like that like it's and I guess it was never meant to be a living wage. I feel like it was at one point, but now people are kind of saying, no, oh, it was never meant to be. But what are y'all's thoughts on that? I mean, this anti-work thing is interesting to me. I don't know if it'll... I think anything that increases the value of the individual is a good thing. That's what I think. So they're saying that you shouldn't need to work for a living... But they're you saying, should still be able to work. Like, are they against work or working for a living? They're from what I've seen on the subreddit, it's a lot of like um, managers and stakeholders in an organization misbehaving and treating their employees unfairly. Yeah, like denying them raises. Yeah, while they get huge bonuses. That's yeah. Which is all too common. Happens all the time. I mean, yeah. yay America, you've got a choice, right? But at some point, it is it is unfair. Yeah, I've seen a lot um, and talked to people who are in charge of employment and payroll. And unfortunately, half the time, their their view of how to pay employees is the least amount they can get away with it's well there you know this is enough money to keep them from looking for work elsewhere is the type of so if they're asking for a raise if that employee comes in and asks for a raise unless they have another job offer they're probably not going to get a raise if yeah. they do it's just it bet they the guy better sell sell the need for it and it doesn't matter if he's making the company a hundred dollars an hour for the work he does and he's only getting paid eighteen dollars an hour for doing the work it doesn't matter it's it's what the guy believes he can get away with paying and yeah that oh that sort I, of I mentality. go ahead sorry isaac uh in my job 
it's at Papa John's. Uh, it's kind of a brainless job. You don't need a lot. You just need to show up. So the big problem at Papa John's is they pay you the bare minimum. And then if you want more money, they just say, go somewhere else. So I have had to fight for raises. Yeah. Um, and I just think like if I hadn't fought for these raises and like put my foot down and said, Hey, here's my notice. If you don't give me a raise this year, I would have never gotten it. And I feel like there are a lot of people that don't do that. Um, another thing is they have in my budget, there's a budget for hiring. And a lot of times that budget for hiring is like in the thousands. And I'm like, why don't we just spend that money on the employees we already have to retain them? But like from the company's point of view, it's cheaper just to invest money in hiring rather than invest in retention. Like that's just how companies think. It's the idea that their goal is to make their, they have a fiduciary goal to their stockholders, right? Yeah. It's, it's tough. Now I, I don't know if this is a popular opinion or if this is along with this topic, but I don't really necessarily believe in minimum wages. Um, clearly, they like um, they just give the lowest they're legally allowed to pay them. Um, I, what I would like to see is more of a union efforts, even though I'm kind of not a big fan of unions and what they can do to industries. I do think they have a lot of power, probably better than saying, let's not work. Um, it's, it's probably better to unionize and say, let's work, but let's set the terms as a group. Yeah. And, and the special thing, I mean, I'll close with this. The special thing about this movement at this time is it's after COVID. So many people went on work. So many people went on unemployment. And they realized, hey, life is pretty good. I can live on much less than I thought. Let me just continue to do this. And the the power dynamic is, I feel like, going to start shifting to the people in mass instead of the few people that have all the money. At least that's what I hope. Oh, that that is an interesting perspective on that. Um, we'll have to talk about. Uh, mentioning your place of work if you want to do that Aaron I'm fine with it but I I don't want you to get in trouble for for any of that but um you Aaron you had an interesting topic as well I feel like it's somewhat it actually relates to the other two um I'll let you introduce it though uh forced obsolescence is what I kind of have been thinking about a lot lately and what forced obsolescence in my mind is is when a company designs a product that is a design to fail after a certain amount of time so like a light bulb a light bulb is only going to last a certain amount of time and then you have to go buy a new one but companies they need returning customers so they have to design the light bulb to fail even though uh, since the early 1900s there have actually been designs for light bulbs that last forever 
that don't fail. So is forced obsolescence good or bad? Like, well, yeah, that's a, I, I saw something on that that talked about the change and what happened to the light bulb industry when they made that change because they, um, they were getting longer and longer lifespans. There were different manufacturers and they were figuring out different ways of incandescent. These are incandescent light bulbs, making them last nearly indefinitely. And there are some that have been running for decades without burning out. And it makes sense that over time you improve. But what they did is they the manufacturers got together and decided we're going to make the lifespan X amount of hours. If you're, we're, we're also going to test each other's light bulbs. And if you go beyond those hours, uh, you're going to get heavy fines. If your bulbs go beyond that, you're going to get heavy fines. And so what happened is they were incredibly successful after that. The, they, their sales went up because the bulbs were burning out. Yeah, they created the problem and they have the solution. Like, right. And they because and they banded together in a way that prevented competitors from coming in and saying, well, I'll just make a better light bulb than you yeah. guys. Your light bulbs are terrible. It, they banded together in a way that prevented that from happening. Uh, they sort no. of lock, locked arms and <laughs> they yeah. hurt, hurt everyone in the their path but they also preserved their workers jobs in the same time yeah they didn't have to close their factories and those people could earn livings um but one thing i think planned obsolescence is good if there's not i don't know okay i won't say it's good but i think that if an industry has room for lots of technological technological advancements then it should never happen. So like cars, some like Volkswagen is notorious for planned obsolescence. Like their wires degrade purposefully. So when it lifetime is done, it can go back into the earth idea. But the, um, but cars, there's so much more advancements in those things that in my opinion, if they put in those planned obsolescence for, for them to sell more in the future, it's taking away the purpose of adding new components to sell. Does that make sense? I didn't follow you. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of followed. So, so let, me, let me try to rephrase it. If an industry is growing in technology, there shouldn't be a need for them to have planned obsolescence. Yeah. Like now, LEDs last long enough. We don't right. need new LEDs, but now they have Wi-Fi LEDs. So now we want to get more LEDs, even though our light right. bulbs aren't dead. So right. it, it's like they took a solution. I think it was the wrong approach to that light bulb issue that they were having, selling light bulbs. They they probably yeah. could have took another approach to advance in technology instead. Yeah. Like brighter light bulbs or yeah. different different hues, which is another big thing with advancement in LEDs is they've LEDs has come a long way, even in the last 10 years. And I wonder if that was slowed down by 
light bulb manufacturers. Yes. It was actually for. Adam, sorry, Adam told me about a shampoo he had. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I have this Did shampoo, it? and it's like really good face wash. We've had it for three, two to three years now, and it's like halfway used. And I'm like, we needed to get more of this, but Landers said that company's out of business. Hold on, you said it's it's shampoo, and then you said it's really good it's a, face wash. It's it's a face wash. It's not a shampoo. It's oh. a face wash. Um, it's a liquid face wash. It's all organic. Like they grew their plants and stuff and made it themselves, but they're out of business because I guess they sell it once, and they don't have very much repeat customers. Because it's it lasts yeah. so long. That's what I was gonna say. Is would you rather spend a hundred dollars for, like, would you spend a hundred dollars for a light bulb, or have it the way it is, where one goes out, it's a few bucks to replace? Because they would have to increase the cost of the light bulb if people are buying them once each. Like, how yeah. else are they gonna survive? Like, keep the factories. I mean, they have to turn the factory on for an hour and then. Everyone's got a light bulb. Yeah. So now you got a dead factory and a lot of people out of work. I don't know. Aaron, did you have a, an idea for closing that up, your topic? No, I just, I know there's positives and negatives to it. I was just kind of interested to hear what you guys thought. But thanks. All right. I, uh, I have a game for us to play. I call it. Oh obscure current events so you'll get points for how interesting your top your news article is not article just just keep it down to like a paragraph please and then uh points for how unknown it is um and we are gonna start with josh yes okay i'm glad um because i'm dying to hear y'all's reaction to this um okay so I'm just going to start reading it. Dozens of feral hogs invade southeast Texas neighborhood. Dozens of feral hogs invaded a neighborhood in Fort Bend County, and surveillance cameras offer the proof. It didn't take long for the huge pack of feral hogs to do some serious damage to the neighborhood. One resident said, I was thinking one, two, three, or four, not 25 to 30. You see one hog, then you see them all. You just see more and more. Then it's the whole family troop. The hogs damage lawns in the neighborhood. The homeowners association says the hogs are a seasonal problem in the area. For now, we are just going to clean things up and wait and see, commented one resident. That's it. Man. What do you guys think? That's really, that's really bizarre. Oh, man. <laughs> That's Adam. Had you had you heard of that? No, I, I have not heard of that. That's kind of funny. Oh. I'm just imagining, like, they prepare each year to like get attacked by hogs. <laughs> get their... It's like there's probably if this was a hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, there's probably like legends and stories they tell their ch children about hog wars. Yeah, no, this was last week, this news article. Yeah, apparently the hogs came in and tore up yards, and they got them on surveillance, just like a huge pack. 
I mean, it was just, uh, it was insane looking. But Aaron, had you heard anything about that? I feel like, like it, it's like deja vu, but no, I, I can't say I have. Interesting. All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Adam. What was your Great. obscure news? So my obscure news is not that obscure. Um, I'm just really excited to share this, even though I have no alumni to this high school. But the high school in our area that if we had a high school age person in our home would go to, they won their state championship for football in their division. So I was really excited for that. This area is kind of a, it is a low income area. And for them to win their divisional football championship, state football champion in Texas is is a pretty big deal. Wow, you are speaking so generally, like what you're saying could apply to anybody. They are the South Dallas, South Oak Cliff High School. They won their football, the state football championship. So. Do you happen um, to know their their um, what's the, what the Golden Bears? Okay. No. What yeah. what are their stats this season? Uh, they went sixteen and five. No, I have no idea. And I, I don't follow them. Player? Uh, it's like Davian Woods. He is a running back. Oh dang! You really know that? Wow. Cool. Yeah, I think I just made that up. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said it was. I would have believed. I think that's what it was. I watched the news story on it. I was really excited to see that, though, that they're supporting this area. Awesome. Um, Nice. Josh or Aaron, did either of you hear about that before this? No. No. That's that's fair. All right. Aaron, what is your um, obscure news? So, uh, everyone knows the Papa John's logo. It's Papa John's with an apostrophe S. But they are changing the logo. Has anyone heard that they're changing the logo or know what they're changing it to? It's just like insider stuff. Do we need to give... I heard this. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Aaron, I think you... I think you told me this. I think we were talking on the phone and I asked you. I might have. Yeah, you told me this. Yeah. They're they're getting rid of the apostrophe. So it's not Papa John's anymore. It's still Papa John's, but just no apostrophe. It's not his anymore. It's it's multiple Papa John. I thought Papa John was like kind of pushed out of the company or is is he still a part of it? Uh, he's no longer a member of the board since like years ago. I okay. think he still owns a lot of shares. He's sold off his shares over the years because I think they're only allowed to sell so much every, like they're limited. Yeah. But um, he, yeah, he's not a board member anymore. Um, and they've just been trying to distance themselves from him. And this is just another step that they're taking. Yeah, I see him on TikTok occasionally, like doing Papa John stuff, and I I get a little confused of why why he would do that. But he have, if he has shares, I imagine it benefits him. 
do support Papa John still. Oh, so right. wait, is Papa John's now plural? Yeah, there there are multiple Papa John's. Oh. Are Papa John's, I guess is probably what they're going to say. All right. Um, I've tallied up the points and uh, the winner for the most uh, obscure current events game is going to be Josh with hey. your dozens of feral hogs invading a neighborhood. And this is, you're saying it's a, it's a reoccurring thing. Yes. Apparently that area, they, they have some real, Ancient struggles going on with the imperial yeah. hog tribes. Um, I think the solution might be to get some Papa John's um, and a high school state champ state championship <laughs> team down there, and uh, they could probably work it out with that. <laughs>